Hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we're listening to The Special Mouse. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome to the podcast review show. I am Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. And if you're new to the show, we always like to start off reminding people that, hey, what you're going to get here is an opinion. It's just an opinion and only an opinion. No bones or uh, people. We have yet to have somebody cry on the show, so that's good. Our website is podcast review show. And uh, joining me, as always, my co-host, Eric K. Johnson, better known as the podcast talent coach. Eric, why don't you fill me in on what we do here? Well, we're working on getting somebody to cry, but it hasn't worked yet. (laughs) We usually take a podcast. We invite a uh, podcaster on the show to uh, have their podcast reviewed right in front of them. We try and help them uh, pick out a few of the things they're doing right so we can do more of that on the show. And then find a couple spots where we might be able to add a little spit shine and make it a little bit better and polish it up. And we call it the podcast review show. And so glad you're here today. And joining us this week, we have to... We have to do the full disclosure on this one. Uh, joining us is Kathy Kelly from SpecialMouse.com. Kathy, thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Eric. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. And, and the full disclosure is when it comes to talking about Kathy's audio, I'm going to have a problem <laughs> because I'm the guy that's doing it. So we'll have to. Oh, crud. Yeah, we'll have to get well, your hold input on. on. I got to scratch out a lot of this. Hold on. Edit my notes here. <laughs> so when, when you, so it was what was great is when I was pulling the clips in, I was like, oh, I don't have to level these at all. They're right at the right level. I'm like, excellent. That made light a whole lot easier. Uh, so where Dave pats himself on the back. Yeah, like, Man, I'm good. Yeah, you know what? That is, <laughs> that is good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So well, we always like to to ask our guests, you know, kind of what got you into podcasting? What inspired you to start a podcast? Well, I started a podcast because I felt that in the podcasting space that I was listening to, I was a consumer of a lot of Disney-related podcasts and discovered that there was no podcasts that were focusing on uh, the interests and concerns of guests with special needs and disabilities. Uh, I'm the mother of a special needs child, so uh, this really interested me personally, and I had been blogging about that for quite some time but uh, realized that there was a a need. There was a a population that was not being served uh, by the Disney podcast uh, group. (laughs) So I decided to start one. There you go. Another classic example of somebody who listens to a podcast that goes, you know, I have something to say. (laughs) 
I see that a lot. And again, you have you are like the poster child for Uber niche because there are Disney podcasts, and then yours is the Special Mouse. So it's not just going to the parks, but going to the parks with someone with uh, special needs. And I gotta share something that I I do this typically for most people, but I went through your podcast reviews, and every podcast review was like. I'm a mom who has a son who has whatever or a daughter, and you have to listen. It was all, you have to listen to the show. If you have a special needs child, you have to listen. It was just, you have to, have to, have to, have to. It was like, and so I always tell people, when you find your audience, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh. And uh, so I think you had 37 reviews, and I want to find the one. Somebody gave you four stars. Everybody else gave you five. And I was like, we need to find that person that gave you a four and go, look, what's your Aww. problem, buddy? What's your problem? <laughs> Dave's like the dad. That that notices the B on all of the A, uh, amongst all the A's on the report card. What a B? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what so, about the a- A's, Dad? <laughs> but we'll be talking about your website and and some of the community you got going on a little later. Uh, Eric, anything you want to ask before uh, we we hit play on the the first five minutes? Well, we're going to get into a lot of it, but uh, the one thing we talk about so much here on the podcast review show is setting out to help your audience. And those reviews are just a great example of the way this podcast sets out to help their help the uh, audience. Uh, it's, it is a niche audience, but man, does it deliver um, deliver the punch. So yeah, let's dive into it. All right. Hi, this is Kathy. This episode of Special Mouse is sponsored by Up and Up Travel, a Disney dedicated travel agency. Amy and her team specialize in planning vacations for those with disabilities, extra challenges, and special needs. That is why Up and Up is the preferred travel agency of the Special Mouse podcast. Visit upanduptravel.com today. You're listening to Special Mouse, an unofficial Disney travel podcast with your host, Kathy Kelly RN. Kathy's a registered nurse and a special needs mom, helping you get the most out of your Disney vacation with special needs. With guest interviews, timely tips, and Disney trip reports from travelers who share your extra challenges. Because at Special Mouse, we firmly believe that the magic is for everyone. Here's Kathy. Hello, welcome to Special Mouse. I am thrilled to bring you our first ever conversation with a current Walt Disney World cast member today. Now, our guest wishes to remain anonymous, but she does go by at Main Street Ferry on Twitter. We had a lovely chat about her experiences the past three months interacting with guests who are differently abled. And in particular, we discussed a recent post she made on her blog that caught my attention because it concerned handicapped seating areas being used by guests without a need for accommodation. It's fascinating stuff, let me tell you. But before we get to that conversation, I have some mousekeeping. I encourage you to visit specialmouse.com. There you'll find show notes for the past episodes that are chock full of useful links and resources. There's also several posts on our new community blog called Use Your Words. There's contact information for connecting with me across all social media platforms. And speaking of social media, I have a big announcement. Well, I have finally given in to the temptation of Pinterest. For months, I've said that the very last thing I needed was yet another social media addiction slash time suck in my life. But I guess the pull of those pretty pictures was just too strong. 
My first board is titled Inspiration, and it is designed especially for you, the Special Mouse community. Eventually, I plan to make a board with all of our past podcast episodes, but I'd like to figure out some nice artwork for each one before I do. So, if you are a Pinterest person, I'd love it if you would pay the Special Mouse boards a visit sometime soon. I've also had tremendous response to the new Special Mouse guide for requesting Disney's DAS, or Disability Access Service Card. I am so gratified to hear that it is helping lots of folks figure out the new system, because it sure is confusing. If you haven't signed up for your free guide, you can do so either on SpecialMouse.com or on the Special Mouse Podcast Facebook page. While you're there, post a message if you're interested in joining our private Facebook community group. There's lots of Disney love and special needs support that can be found there. And now here's Mickey. Oh boy, gosh, it's time for the special mouse tip of the week. We are celebrating Independence Day this week here in the good old U.S. of A. So today's tip concerns fireworks, specifically the Wishes Nighttime Spectacular at the Magic Kingdom and Illuminations Reflections of Earth at Epcot. Now, we've talked many times about ways to assist sensory sensitive individuals with the use of earplugs, headphones, or earmuffs to dampen the sound. Uh, But today I'd like to talk about preparing your child ahead of time by watching and listening to the nighttime displays via YouTube together several times to get your child, uh, first of all, aware of what is coming if they have not experienced these spectaculars in the parks previously. Another tip is to start with the volume on low and then gradually increase the volume to just above your child's tolerance level. This is called gradual desensitization, and it's a good way to help your child become more comfortable with things that are sensory difficult. However, I always recommend that you have to have plan B. You can prepare your child for weeks, and you can have the most expensive pair of noise-canceling headphones available, but you always should be prepared to bail. Position yourself as close as you can to the exit so avoid the crush of people who will exit the park after both of these spectaculars. Remember, there is no show at Walt Disney World that is worth the anguish of a child having a meltdown. There you go. Real life kind of knowledge from the trenches. I know what I'm talking about kind of stuff. And uh, so, Eric, I'll let you go. What did you think about the intro there? I love the intro. I think it's nice and clean. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts about the intro is the sponsorship because the sponsor of the show fits so perfectly with the content of the show. It, it, it's it's almost like it isn't even a sponsor. It's it's another way to get involved with the show, and it dovetails nicely with the content. It's uh, the intro itself was nice and clean. I love the 
warmth of the intro guy. It wasn't the big voice guy, uh, you know, the big, oh, I, I'm the big announcer guy. No, it was nice. And warm. Exactly. It wasn't the movie trailer guy, you know, in a world that the RN comes to save the day. Um, I thought the mention that you're an RN and a registered nurse uh, gave you credit and credibility right up front. You kind of know what you're talking about when you're uh, helping those that are challenged uh, enjoy the park. Um, there's a lot about the intro that I love. I love the mouse theme through the whole thing. I love the mouse keeping and the fact that she wants to rena- remain a non-mouse and stuff like that. That just it adds to the fun of the uh, of the show. I thought the 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 great the tip of the week was fantastic. The one thing I'd be careful about with the tip of the week, um, you have that Mickey Mouse drop in your show there, uh, and and it being the unofficial podcast, you might run into some ruffle some feathers using using a mickey drop or a mickey imitation um but other than that i thought everything else was great it's a really good imitation is that you john yeah oh okay i thought it was dave doing more of his production magic (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny sometimes john you know i'm talking to him on skype and my son will come into the room and he'll do the mickey you know voice and and billy gets really excited because he thinks he's really talking to mickey (laughs) that's great yeah, I thought the the intro was was nice and clean, and we got right to the content. I I appreciated everything about it. Yeah, the thing I loved about it within a minute, if not two, you knew exactly what to expect. You know, your your intro guy said, "Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're going to talk about." Um, I, I'm with you. the the um, The advertising is like uh, you're like a, a, a you're a really good example for podcasting, basically, because you have really great sponsors. <laughs> I used to listen to a, a podcast called Webmaster FM, and I didn't listen because the content itself was kind of, yeah, same old, same old. But they always had sponsors that I'd never heard of that fit their audience really well. So, yeah, if you find the right sponsor, it's like, wow, this is, I'm glad I listened to this. It's like I really didn't, you know, maybe I didn't like the content or whatever, but I, I found this great resource. And then you get the credit for bringing the resource to them. So I thought that was good. Um, I, like Eric, thought that the fact you dropped in, oh, by the way, I'm an RN – it just gives credibility and you're a mom and, and you, again, you are, you're calling from the trenches. This isn't somebody who's saying, this is what I think it's like to, to have be in this situation. It's I, I, I know this firsthand. And there was a lot of stories throughout the whole podcast where you were saying, Oh, this is what happened to me. And I was like, and it wasn't, it wasn't in a, Hey, I want to talk about me. It was like, Hey, we're talking about this. Here's what I've seen from that. So I, I really like the way you intertwine stories into it. Um, and then just, uh, just that there is kind of a, uh, without like trying to be Shecky, the, the, the podcaster, you're, you're funny in a down home kind of way. Just, <laughs> I, I love at the end when you say, join the mailing list, uh, look, I'm not going to spam you. I'm too busy to spam you. And I just, I laughed. I thought that was so kind of like not internet marketing kind of thing. It's like it was just very genuine flow to it. So there is a real warmth about the entire podcast, all the way from the, the intro voice guy just to your um, the way you address the subject matter and, and talk about it with firsthand knowledge and uh, that nurse sort of warmth that, that comes from you, Kathy. It just the whole podcast feels warm like that, which I really enjoyed. Well, thank you. I, I also have the advantage of uh, I don't have to sell anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. not a, I'm not selling anything, so I can, I'm really just there to help. So it's uh, – it's very easy to be genuine because I'm not 
I'm not uh, marketing or right. promoting or selling or anything. So I did like the production elements you added the the kind of trumpet horn with the big announcement and the uh, the marching band music that sort of thing just added to the the entertainment value of the show. It made it feel like it was a high quality production rather than just I'm hitting record on the on the tape deck and and recording for 30 minutes and hitting stop and calling it good. There was really some some work put into it. And that's so I, just for the record, just to make sure she gets credit, that is all Kathy. She's my she's one of my favorite customers because she just gives me a list. Here, play this, then this, then that, fade this out at 14 seconds. I mean, she hears it in her head. It's just I go in and stitch everything That's together. That's the nurse part of me. <laughs> I used to give instructions, very specific instructions, you know. Well, it, it, it it's makes, her prescription for it. It makes my life easy. Yeah. So um, the thing I want to know, do you know if this, because uh, in the episode you interviewed a, a cast member, somebody who works at Disney. Is she still yes, employed? At, is she still employed at Disney? Yes, yes, yes. I was, well, it's funny because um, we originally, this subject came up in my Facebook group, the podcast Facebook group. Uh, I had shared her blog post mm-hmm. and she had tweeted about it. She blogged openly, tweeted about it openly. Um, and I shared the blog post and um, I discussed it with my listeners about, you know, should I have her on the show? And people were worried about that. They said, oh, you know, she's a really nice, young, you know, young, inexperienced girl. We don't want to get her in trouble or anything. I said, well, I'll let her decide and certainly we'll let her remain anonymous, anonymous, yeah. uh, so that we can uh, give her uh, – some some protection but uh, again you know she had already put all of this out there. out there yeah so she sure reveals some intricate details in some of her stories where it wouldn't be too hard if you were her manager to know exactly who it was yeah and, uh, <laughs> well, and, and, if, and if you go to your website and then go to her instagram She's all over Instagram. It wasn't hard to figure out. There's one person that's in all these pictures. Hmm. You know. But she's anonymous. Well, but also from the story, it doesn't really sound like her manager is the the kind of person who would be listening to my shit. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, he wasn't very forgiving. Well, I, I was really surprised. I did have one clip I wanted to play because she said this. That there's a certain type of person out. Oh, that's not the clip I want to play. This one. Shockingly, <laughs> Disney does not seem to be the most roller-friendly park. <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah, it's true. So when 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 a cast member goes, yeah, we're not very uh, stroller-friendly. I was like, wow, okay. I was I was surprised that uh, she she let that one out of the the bag. So well, yeah. we we talked at length, you know, before um, she was super excited to be on the show. Uh, she really, really has a passion, as you can tell, for this uh, subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, I, of course, being older and more experienced, you know, I I was the one that had to bring this up to her. Like, you know, you may want to add, you know, to your Twitter, for example. She goes, "Oh, lots of cast members tweet and everything." I said. Most people who are cast members will add that little disclaimer, you know, thoughts are my own and not mm. Disney's. You should put that on your blog. You know, like I was kind of right. giving her tips as to like, listen, you have to separate yourself from the company because you, yeah, you could get, uh, you could get taken to task for that. So, but she was very, very um, willing to, uh, to, to be a, a guest and to share her, uh, her experiences. And um, I, I, 
really wanted to have her on the show because I thought it was such a, a, a unique opportunity to get someone who's actually a cast member, mm. you know, sort of a, the other side of the of the fence, so to speak. But I also was very sensitive. I wanted to prepare, to protect her. Right. Um, well, and she had some great I, – I loved her passion. I have a clip here uh, where she's talking about um, protecting a seat for somebody with special needs. I want that option to be there for the guests that need it, not guests that just want it, but the ones that really and truly need it because it helps to make their trip special and magical. So they get to have the same experiences that persons like myself who don't have disabilities get to have. So one of the things I kind of heard through this was, uh, number one, you, you hit the nail on the head. When I heard this person come on, I'm like, uh, this is a home run without even hearing it yet, because who doesn't love a behind the scenes story? So that's when I was like, oh, this will be awesome. And so that was great. And But to me, I kept hearing a, like a theme and you weren't trying to. But just again, I, I just kind of keep coming back to people coming from the trenches. Now, this is real life stories with real people, you know, with the same struggles that everybody faces. And that's the part that, that I just kept saying, wow, I can see where this is. And that's when I went to your iTunes and I'm like, yeah, this is ex- doing exactly what I thought it would be doing, which is connecting with people. Well, Dave, this is not the kind of stuff that shows up in the official guidebooks <laughs> mm. or on the official website. Uh, and, and even in the unofficial stuff, because quite frankly, the needs of people with disabilities and, and uh, special needs – it's not a sexy topic. You know, it's not something that other podcasts typically want to challenge, want to take on because I, I don't know. I don't know right. why, because I guess, cause they're not living it like I am. So there's a part in the podcast where she tells a story about how difficult it is to actually help folks with disabilities because due to the Americans with disabilities act, you can't ask the questions you need to ask in order to help the, the folks that have disabilities. And if the folks with disabilities don't tell you that they have the disabilities, it's, you know, it's almost like you're doing a drug deal. Like you got the goods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> give me the wink. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy. Okay. You're the guy. You know, and, and you're trying to help somebody without asking them about, you know, if they need help. And it's, I can't imagine how difficult that would be. And I thought she really got into some, uh, great detail about that, and I thought you helped her bring out parts of that story that were uh, that were interesting, even to people like myself who don't experience that when we visit the theme park. Well, there has been—you may have picked it up uh, through the, through our conversation—that uh, there was recently a very dramatic change in the uh, the system by which. Uh, the Disney theme parks provide access to uh, to attractions for mostly it affects people with invisible disabilities, uh, not necessarily mobility issues. And it's a huge topic in the special needs Disney community. And it's a cause of uh, a lot of apprehension. And uh, there's even a lawsuit going on uh, right now, uh, a lawsuit that's been brought uh, that says that the new policy is not uh, ADA compliant. Because wow. it doesn't provide needs for everyone, and and in fact, they just it just came out today, and that's going to be on my next episode. Is that uh, Disney, of course, denied this, uh, so it looks as though it's probably going to go to court. You know, which is very very interesting. And you know, I like to, I don't like to really, 
I don't, I don't like to really take sides, but um, I like to try to do some non-biased reporting mm-hmm. uh, sure. if I can to the community. Well, that was- well, I can imagine how difficult it would be. I have a, a brother-in-law that has Downs, and when we take him to theme parks and, and places that have large uh, populations, large crowds, it's difficult for him sometimes, not all the time, but it's sometimes difficult for him to be part of that large crowd, especially when his senses get overloaded. And, you know, it's just it's time to go. And so waiting in, in a roller coaster line for an hour and a half is not going to happen. Now, he's not going to go on roller coasters, but if we went over on the, the Winnie the Pooh ride or something like that and we'd had to wait 45 minutes or an hour, he, that's, he's not going to sit through that. But, mm-hmm. but you, you know, if it's, a, if it's a person who has Downs or uh, a, a, a disability that's not readily visible, you know, they're not in a wheelchair – and Disney can't ask the individual if you're handicapped and, and you'd like a special pass. I don't know how that communication happens without somebody knowing about it and asking for it. If some if a family doesn't know that it exists, then how do they get helped if Disney can't ask them if they can help? And that that to me, I thought that discussion was compelling, uh, a, a very compelling part of your podcast. And then well, it's my hope that it's my hope that a lot of people even who do not have special needs, will, uh, will gain a lot of information and, and um, awareness just of, of the needs of, of others. Because people might say, well, you know, going to Disney, that's not uh, essential to life. It's not like education or housing or, you know, bigger issues. But in a way, it really, really is because it means living life to your fullness, to mm-hmm. its fullness, uh, to do all of the things that that typical people do um, recreationally as well as, uh, you know, the, the basics. And I know there was some, some conversation. I always knew this happened, but I, I, I didn't know to the extent. And that was the amount of people. We have a clip here where you're talking about people cheating at Disney. Uh, that there's a certain type of person out there who will actually <laughs> like they, they see accommodation for people with disabilities as um, like a shortcut or a perk and that they would actually stoop so low as to present themselves as a person who needs accommodation when in fact they're really just looking for a shortcut. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very it's, distressing. It's really sad. And, and you know, it's not hard to recognize. So I just thought it was interesting. She's like, and yeah, we can spot them probably a mile away. <laughs> And uh, I just I found that I was like, wow, I've always heard of that. And you've seen, you know, Johnny Knoxville did a movie uh, about a similar situation. And I'm like, but when you actually hear that, I get people actually do that. I was like, really? Seriously? Wow. Okay. Probably the same people that borrow the the uh, handicap hang tag to park in the handicap spot at the grocery store because they can't walk an extra 25 feet. Seriously. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. The other uh, clip I had. And then we'll dig into uh, some more of the content in, in your website. Was I, I thought you did a good job of here you were. You knew that, wow, you don't get to talk to a cast member too often. And I thought you did a, a good job of asking some of the questions that, that your audience would have asked. Did you ask them a, ahead of time? What they no. Were? Okay. So I, I thought that. I, mean, I, asked them if, I asked them if they thought it was a good idea to bring her on the show because I know everyone was concerned about her identity being revealed. But we didn't discuss specific questions, no. 
but I have this clip, and I thought it was cool because here, you know, everybody goes to Disney, and and they have their own little magical moment. And you asked her, "What is magical for you?" And I was like, "What a cool question!" Because after a while, being in Disney, they kind of got to go, "Yeah, whatever, Disney, Schmisney." You know, they're just the same old. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's my job. And I so I thought it was a cool question. And, and here is her answer. But I could tell that her father was getting a little bit. Well, let me set this up. She was talking about somebody that was. Um, Getting, I think she had, if I remember, had autism, but she was getting a little. Yes. She was getting a little yeah. frustrated waiting for the parade, and her and her, her uh, father was like, mm, "Not sure what to do here. We're getting close to the boiling point." But I could tell that her father was getting a little bit worried because she was kind of having outbursts a little bit because they were waiting for the parade. And all I did was ask her about who her favorite character was and who she wanted to see in the parade, and she talked to me for thirty minutes. So I was like, <laughs> "Sweet!" I had a conversation with somebody that lasted thirty minutes. She got to see the parade, and she really enjoyed it. And it's just nice to know that I helped a little bit. So for for me personally, it doesn't have to be anything big. You don't even have to say thank you. But if you do, that means something special. Those are kind of my magical moments. So I, I to me, that was like one of my favorite questions that I answered. Just because, again, it was it was behind the scenes, not so much of Disney, of behind the scenes of, of her in this case, digging a little deeper into what does she think and how, how does the park touch her in that way. And the other thing I loved about her, there were times when she almost sang her answers. <laughs> You'd be like, well, you know, it's kind of like, it's like, wow, okay. She's, ex-, but it was, she belongs at Disney. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but I love that question as well, because it's not a question you hear every day. You know, it's not something you think about, but when we hear you ask it, it's like, wow, yeah, that's a great question. What, what does make it magical for you? You're there every day. I thought that was a great question as well. So, um, Eric, anything before we move on to the website that uh, you wanted to bring up about content? Um, yeah, there, there were a few things about uh, the content overall. I thought that the knowledge that you displayed and the stories that you told and the stories that you got out of her were great and compelling. It kind of sucked me in. Um, a little later on, um, we started talking about uh, she got into great detail about a story where she was working at a particular ride and they had a section where uh, where people with disabilities could sit and rest if they needed to do that. And a lady wanted to sit there and uh, because she had a sleeping baby and the, and the girl said, no, you can't sit here because this is reserved for those um, with disabilities. And so the lady said, get your manager. And the manager said, fine, let them sit there and change the policy. And we got into a lot of that discussion. And, and then that kind of steamrolled into a discussion of a lot of people trying to game the system, a lot of people trying to break the rules and get to the front of the line and, and, and make use of it like Dave was talking about. I thought we got a little too deep into that because I thought, uh, you know, a little of that would have gone a long way. But if the if the overall theme of the show is to help people enjoy um, uh, enjoy the parks with disabilities, I'm not sure that a lengthy discussion on how people are gaming the system will benefit the 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 target audience. Um so uh, other than that, I thought overall the content was good. Your questions, there were a couple questions, especially at the beginning, that were kind of shaky. You, you got into some yes, no questions and some single answer questions. And her being so young, she, she wasn't able to take those questions and run with it. 
Um, you, you asked the question, uh, where do you hail from? Are you from Florida or are you a Florida local or do you come from somewhere else? And she said, oh, yeah, I'm from Kentucky. And, and then we moved on to the next question because she didn't like she didn't really go anywhere from there. Um, so uh, be careful well, when Eric, you're asking I questions. You I, I asked that question and then I thought similar to what David said, like, oops, that's going to give a hint to her identity. So I kind of moved away from that one really fast because I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, I, I live on one, her, you know? one, two, three Main Street, Peterborough's Kentucky, but I want to stay anonymous. <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. yeah, she was a piece of work when it came to that, but it was fun to listen to her. Um, the only other uh, interview recommendation I would give you is be careful about asking the question at the front of your question and then following it up with great detail. I hear a lot of podcasters do that. And as soon as you ask the question, your guest is ready to answer it. So try and put that question at the end of your statement. Do your setup and then ask the question. When we think normally and we're in a conversation, we'll ask something like, Where'd you get those headphones? Because, I mean, I've been looking for a great pair of headphones and I'd love a pair just like the ones you're wearing. And, you know, I was out the other day looking at Best Buy and I was wondering where I could find a pair. And then naturally you could tell I stop and you can start talking. But when when we're doing an interview, when we put that question, where'd you get those headphones right up front? They want to answer right there. So try and move that question toward the end. Hey, I've been looking for a great pair of headphones. You know, I love the ones that you're wearing. Uh, and, and I was out of Best Buy trying to find a pair, couldn't find any. Where might I find a pair like the ones you have? I see. There's the question, and now they can start answering. There was one part you got in. You said, uh, what got you interested in that? Because you're a relatively new cast member. You know, how long have you been working at Disney World? You know, and now it's all of a sudden we have two questions going and fighting for attention and, um, and the guest is trying to figure out which one to answer. So um, start with that. Put that question at the end of the, the statement. Put Do the setup at the beginning and it, it'll just make it easier for your for your guest to understand when the question comes and what they what they should answer. Gotcha. Just a, just a little interviewing tip. But overall, I thought the content was solid. I thought the interview was fun to listen to. You really got some great details out of her. She really drew a picture of some of the rides where she was working. You could you could see the line. You could see the queue leading back. You could see the benches where people were waiting. Uh, and you got her to tell some great stories. So overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, there were times when uh, you were talking, I think, about the first time you went to Disney or there was a time when you went to Disney and you were explaining how it was a beautiful Saturday and the sun was out. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. Cause you were painting this really vivid picture. And uh, I was like, wow, that's, that's good stuff there. So uh, the only thing I heard in the questions and I, I went back, tried to find the, the question and I think she, she zagged and saved it was you asked her a question. And I think the answer was no, like her, her actual answer was no, I've never done that, but she did go in and then, like somehow steered it into something that was useful. Cause at first I was like, well, uh-oh, this should have been cut out. And she then eventually came back and kind of brought us some content that wasn't, that was, you know, entertaining or useful or something like that. But original, I think her answer was no. And I was like, well, why is that in here then? Um, <laughs> well, as you know, I don't get real picky about editing throughout right. the, the one thing I did ask you to cut out though <laughs> She spilled her own name. She she actually said her own name. Yeah. <laughs> She's a sweetheart, but you know. So I I had to say, oh gosh, we got to cut that out. Yeah. 
But I don't, you know, these are more like discussions really than interviews when I have guests on. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I have this opinion that, you know, I should keep it real, kind of warts and all, you know, unless there's something really big, like if someone has a coughing fit or something and, you know, cut it out. But like, I want to keep it very real because that's life with disabilities. Yeah. You know, it's good and bad and ugly. And, and, and I think that my conversation really should be like that too. So I, I'm not one of these people that says, oh, cut out every um and on, you know, it's, it's more real life as if we were sitting at my kitchen table, just having a chat. I agree with that. Yeah. There's no sense in going in and dissecting every, every little bit, uh, and taking out every, ah, and um, and pause. Uh, one trick that I use when I find myself going down a yes, no question, uh, and I'm, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, don't ask it, don't ask it. (laughs) This isn't what you, you know, you're not supposed to. When I ask a yes, no question, uh, and they say, no, I just, I don't talk. I just let that gap sit there because if I don't talk, they will, they will start talking again and they will turn it into a a decent question. So that's a little trick that you can use. If you, if you find yourself asking a yes, no question, don't say anything after they say yes or no, and they'll start talking again and give you more information than you could have ever dreamed of. So just a little tip there. It's that that awkward silence that they'll start to, uh, to fill in. So there wasn't that much awkward science, uh, awkward no. silence with this gal. She, she likes to talk. <laughs> you had to jump in on top of her a couple of times because, man, she was off to the races. Ah, uh, youth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as we look at your website, uh, it, you know what I like? It's, it's kind of just simple. You know, you've got a, a nice color scheme going with the, the blue. You've got an easy-to-find uh, menu system at the top. Um the only thing I was trying to think of, like, well, is there anything I would improve or something that I was looked at? Um, you say in the, and maybe I'm just missing it, but in the thing you say, I'm easy to find. All my social media contact is on here. And I was like, oh, where? yeah. These are very small icons. It's on my blog page and on my podcast page on the sidebar. Oh. I have my social media icons. Um, Got it. Right there. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting you should bring that up because I was just um, trying to hire someone to help me because uh, I am at a loss when it comes to this sort of stuff. She, she created some larger, you know, more eye-catching social mm-hmm. media icons, buttons, I guess. And then she said, you know what, Kathy, I went in and your theme is all screwed up. And I can't, I, she goes, I just don't want to, touch it because I'm afraid that she was, I think you need someone to really come in and, and fix this. So, so I did, yeah, I do see that those little, uh, you know, the RSS, the mm-hmm. Facebook and the Twitter, and now I have to add Pinterest. Um, they're very tiny and I, I did want to get them. Uh, um, well, the, the thing I would just recommend is a lot of people are looking for a page called contact. And so I know uh-huh. to go to about, that usually there's mm-hmm. going to be some sort of, you know, somewhere on here. Sometimes people. Yeah, I got my email at the end. At the end. And I just thought, you know, if you're really trying to engage people, don't make them search for it. And in contact is usually pretty obvious that that's where you're going to get your, if you have voicemail or, you know, if you had a, uh, a speak pipe thing, if you wanted people to chime in that way. Um, mm-hmm. 
And but other than that, it's uh, again, it's I, I like you know. There's nothing wrong with simple, and it, by keeping things simple, people don't have to. There's the more you add, the more you have to sift through. So, well, that's a personal uh, <laughs> a personal preference because there's nothing worse to me than showing up on a website homepage and feeling like you're in Times Square mm. with all the blinkies <laughs> and the look at me and look at me and all the signs and the ads and everything and and the the my audience has a complicated and difficult and stressful life as it is so I wanted things purposely serene you know and very uh, calm and just very simple <laughs> because not much in our lives is is simple yeah. If you're playing the uh, the home game there at home, you can uh, always find Kathy online at at uh, specialmouse.com and uh, all of her information's right there and the, uh, the I love the website. I love the clean look of it. Um, I love the young feel of it, the the kind of the cartoon character of the the kids with uh, disabilities there. Um, I I love the just the ease of use. I the the thing I liked about your about page is that it was outward focused. You know, it didn't say, hey, here's here's who I am and what I do and why you should believe me. And here's all my stuff. It got to some of that further down. But your about page is more about, hey, here's the park and what it means to, to special needs people and how you can experience it. And th- that's what we talk about. And, and here's why I talk about it. And you kind of you got into that. But it started out with the listener in mind, which I really appreciated. I thought that was nicely done. The uh, the video for some reason I'm on a, a Mac using Safari, and the video at the top of the about page didn't populate for me for some reason. Now I don't know if I push the the play button if it'll play for me, um, but I didn't see the big black box. It just it just looked like an empty spot. <laughs> maybe that's maybe it'll populate once I do that. Um, Otherwise, I thought I thought the as heard on was a great idea. You have that as heard on page there and uh, click on that. And it's all the people, all the other podcasts that you've been featured on. I thought that was great um, because not only does it thank them, but it gives you some social proof um, and kind of proves to your audience that, hey, the word's spreading and and other podcasters are taking notice and it kind of gets it out. Um, one thing I found about that page, it, it, to me, it looks like it kind of runs together. I'm not sure if the bold are individual podcasts or if the red was the, the podcast or it, it kind of looked like I, I couldn't make sense of if it was just one big podcast or if there were three kind of in that paragraph there. Um, that kind I'll of just conf- space them out a little bit more. Yeah, I thought that might might help it, so you know where one one ends and the next one begins. Um, but I thought that page was a great idea. I mean, I don't see that on a lot of uh, uh, a lot of other websites, and I thought that gives your audience a great idea to experience more of you elsewhere. Well, I'd also I, I am hoping eventually to to get into speaking, so. I, I'm I'm trying to give the word out that you know yeah I like talking about this <laughs> so you know have me on your show or have me come and speak at your your event or whatever so so things yeah, are I, things thing I'm I'm forward thinking with some some ideas of you know where I want to go with the uh, with the whole. Uh, I don't even want to say brand because it's not a brand. I'm not selling anything, but with the the whole concept of the show, 
I think it's I think it's okay to call yourself a brand, even though you're not selling anything. I think special mouse has a special meaning, and I think it is a brand, and I think that is what you're developing. Even though you don't sell a product, a physical product or a digital product, you're you're creating a brand that that helps people, and when they are looking for answers on on experiencing Disney with special needs, you're the brand they come to. So start writing that book. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I am actually. <laughs> I was going to say that to me when you say when you say that. Well, yeah, I, I have um, a, a partner, and we're. It's actually a book about uh, ableism in our American society and how it's reflected in uh, the Disney parks and in this recent uh, change. Uh, and actually a working title for it is called The Magic Mirror. It was just as in Snow White, you know, there was wow, the right. mirror. And it was a reflection uh, of not just the good, but also the bad. And, uh, but, you know, I, I, I love Disney, but uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, well, they are a corporation. Right. You know, and I don't always agree with their their decisions and things, but the it doesn't take away my, my love of the experience. But <laughs> the lovely phrase, uh, it's, it's just business. Don't you love that it's one? It's just business. Yeah. Well, it's a, you know, there's a lot. It's a very, very complex issue. And like I mentioned yeah. earlier, lawsuits and, and well, uh, you, just it, it's turned the special needs Disney loving community of which there was many, many uh, people who evangelized like myself. We've been evangelizing for Disney for the last 10 years. And suddenly it's like needle scratch, you know, across the, the record and things have really changed. So uh, um, I'm in this strange position because, uh, you know, they have made the parks less uh, accommodating. And yet here I am trying to help people, <laughs> which is right. why now I offered the um, the guide. Right. I, I well, wrote the at guide. the beginning of the show, you said this is the stuff that's not mentioned in the travel guides. And I'm like, that's why you need to write your own. Cause here's the one for, <laughs> here's the stuff that should be in that guide. That's not. And there you go. Well, the, 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 um, the gentleman that I'm working on this book with, um, he actually is out in California and he, uh, is in a wheelchair as a, a muscular dystrophy. He had a whole travel book for Disneyland for wheelchair accessibility, like almost written, like, like, 85% written and then they came with these changes and it totally blew out his <laughs> his whole thing so he and he's been struggling with it and I've been kind of following along with him for the last uh, year or so and, and I've been listening it's been over a year you're stuck aren't you and, and we were having a discussion I said you're stuck because you've got two books you're trying to write you're trying to write about a, a travel guide and you're, you're trying to write about the concepts and the issues, right. you know, I says, so why don't we get together and we work on the concepts and, and, yeah. and, you know, the bigger issues and you just go ahead and finish your guide. And he was like, yes, this is great because now he could just cut out all of the, the other parts that were distracting him. So I have a feeling he's going to finish his book really quickly awesome. and then uh, we'll, we'll jump into our. Well, <laughs> have you got much traction on the free guide that you offer? Yes. Good. Yes, my email list has mushroomed quite a bit. There you go. Because it's my offer. That's that's my offer yeah. now. You know. So well, right now the email list is just I give out a monthly newsletter. Um, but in the future, that may be different. 
So that list may be buying your book. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, I got one more clip here, and that is uh, to wrap up kind of the the end of how you end the show. So here we go. Wasn't that interesting? Getting a glimpse into the life behind the cast member badge. If there is one takeaway I wish to stress, it would be that the cast members on the front lines do not make the rules. So. If you're experiencing frustration with accessing attractions at the theme parks due to your special needs and or disabilities, the appropriate place to communicate your concerns is the guest relations office located near the entrance to each of the theme parks. A great big thank you to all of you who've signed up for the Special Mouse Community Newsletter. Remember, when you sign up, you will receive a free copy of my guide to requesting Disney's DAS card. I promise that I will not share your email with anyone, and I will not spam your inbox. As it is, I barely have time to put together the monthly newsletter. So even if I wanted to spam you, I just haven't got the time. So don't worry. Visit SpecialMouse.com to subscribe and to connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and now Pinterest. I hope you have an amazing day. And remember, the magic is for everyone. Bye for now. I don't know. I forgot. The views expressed on this podcast are not meant to be a substitute for medical advice. Please consult your physician or healthcare provider before undertaking any type of travel or new activity. Thank you. I forgot about the disclaimer. I was going to say, I don't that's, know. That's, that's because I am putting myself out as a registered nurse. Uh, I have yeah. to. That makes sense. YA, you know. <laughs> I just love the way the music fades in just at the perfect part at the end and the dynamite. I don't know who's doing the production behind this thing, but boy, <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> so, uh, I, to me, I, to me, I, I, to, to go back to my original point, you do have kind of a, just a down homeness, like, Hey, it's, you know, thanks for helping. And it, there's a, I hear the, the, um, the spirit of serving again, that you're, you're, I'm not selling anything. I'm just trying to help everybody here. And uh, to me, it just came across through that whole ending. Uh, Eric, anything you want to throw in? I agree. I think you just come across as being so warm and friendly and approachable in the entire uh, in the entire episode. You know, the stuff that I'm trying to help you with is real nitpicky and just trying to fine tune a couple points here and there. But overall, I think the production of your show is great. I love the intro. I love the exit. I think the show flows from part to part incredibly smooth. Uh, there's not, okay, now it's time for the thing. And, and it's not chunky in parts. It's, it, I love all of that. I think the, uh, the ending there, the takeaway, I think my one takeaway from the interview is this. I, I love that. It puts a nice bow on it. It gives you, if you remember one thing about the interview, here's what you should, here's what you should take away. I thought that was great. It's kind of the, the one thing to remember at the end of the show. And uh, given the website address was one nice, clean call, single call to action. And uh, I, I appreciated that as well. I had to go back and listen again to see if you gave the website. So you might want to give that 
uh, you know, an, uh, an additional time. Um, but I thought everything at the end was clean. It, it, it came to a nice conclusion. The, the music fits the theme and the style of the show. And even the disclaimer didn't go on and on for days and days. It was just kind of, Hey, you know, don't take your medical advice from a, a podcast and a, you know, in, a, in an interview, like, you find somebody else. Yeah. I thought it, it, at first I went back and listened cause I was like, well, did she have a bunch of call to actions and not really you had one, you said, go to special mouse and you can connect with me on Twitter yeah. or Facebook and that. So it wasn't like it's, you know, twitter.com slash special mouse, facebook.special mouse, special. It was like, no, go to specialmouse.com and here's what you can find there. And I'm like, oh, that's a different way of doing it. And it, it gives them one thing to remember, which is, of course, specialmouse.com. So, yep. yeah, I thought the ending was uh, simple. And, and uh, it just, I, I, it's funny because I put it together, but <laughs> I don't always listen. It sounds weird. I don't always listen to it. Uh, but I do. I listen to where the things go in, and yes, that faded in good and that. And depending on how busy I am, I don't always listen to the show. I'm like, wow, this does. You've you've got a nice just flow of of, and it's weird because you're picking those parts without. I don't know if you guys are putting them together and saying, here, I'll let Dave do it for real now. But it does flow <laughs> nicely, and, and even this one was around July 4th, so you had the patriotic music, and I was like, wow, you know that that works really good. So kudos to to having the the vision of, of throwing all that together. Uh, well, a lot of podcasters will do the now it's time for thing when it's ready to roll into and segue to a new part. And I love the fact that you don't do that because it's not necessary. You come to an end of a segment and then all of a sudden you have a little theme music or something pops in and you say, you know, here in the United States, we're celebrating the 4th of July and Independence Day and fireworks. And, and you roll right into the fireworks discussion. It's now now it's time for a discussion on fireworks and then you roll into it. I mean, so many people do that, though. It's like people don't they don't talk like that in a regular conversation. They just <laughs> the subject just changes. So you don't have to do that. And I love the fact that you don't do that. And but and it's funny think, because you're really on those parts. You're not having a conversation. You're by yourself. <laughs> so it's it's um it's strange. I always, I always, when I'm doing those solo parts, I always have um, two of my Disney friends uh, with disabilities in mind, Perfect. and I always picture them like that. I'm just talking to them because That's it's it. weird just talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting in a room by ourselves talking to people we can't see, and you have to turn that into a conversation, and you do it incredibly well. And that, well, thank you. That was going to be one of my questions because it sure doesn't sound like it. Uh, is is this scripted? Are you reading that? I which part? Uh, like the solo parts when you're when you're doing the you know at the end. Oh, well, it, no, I make an outline. I have right. an outline, right? So that I don't forget anything. But you don't yeah. have like a three page script like today. We're going to be talking <laughs> with so and so, and I didn't think so. No, but it's 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 again, you're talking to somebody. But you can tell you thought through what you're going to say. I guess. Oh yeah, well I always do, and I use uh, I use the uh, preparation guide from uh, Podcast Talent Coach. There you go. That's what I use to. Um, I downloaded it from your site, and it's Look at a that. Nice it works. Outline. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? It worked. <laughs> so. Well, we always always kind of like to to wrap up by uh, picking some things, and and really. I knew when we're going into this, I'm like, wow, I'm going to have to kind of dig to, to figure out something to say you need to improve on. The only thing I can think of, and, and because you know this guy that's doing the audio thing, it sounds okay. Um, 
did we ever figure out? Did you try another ATR twenty one hundred? Did you didn't you have a oh, second one? I I do, and it's it's still in the box. Okay, because the only thing it's, see it's very difficult because the way. I'm very, I have to be very mobile. Like sometimes I'm in one closet and sometimes in another. And sometimes I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I, and I, I I can't leave my studio, so to speak out because my son, Mm. he's 16. He's, he's got severe autism and anything electronic, anything electric, you know, he will just go for, you know, and I, I know that this goes against everything podcast techie wise but like i i just find that you know i have my little uh logitech uh headset you know it's a good one it's a good one but because to me it's it's what i have to do you know because this way i can pick up i have my laptop to do but yes i do have and i'm one of these days when i have some time i'll play with it and who knows maybe i'll get inspired after podcast movement you know i'll i'll (laughs) Tried. I even have a mixer, Dave. I have a yeah, mixer. There you go. So it's Kathy. It's I don't know how you. And... I don't know how you would ever use a stationary microphone. Just watching you do this interview. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it too. I talk. Even about... sitting down, you move so much. The microphone. <laughs> there's no way it's going to keep yeah. up. Well, with that's you. true too. You know, like I, 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 I talk, and when I'm when I'm talking with people, I, yeah, this, this, this. So yeah, yeah. So this this works for me, and because I have my excellent producer to uh, make everything sound good you know he i'm sure he looks at my audio thing files and goes oh well, gosh look at this you no, know and he he has to tidy them up quite a bit no, but you're just, uh, it's a very clear microphone is if, 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 if it's weird it's almost at times it's like wow that's that's very clear which is you have much other you know we could have a lot worse problems than wow it's too clear but uh no um <laughs> That was that was great. I uh, so that was the only thing I think of. The the website's good. Your you know your audio's fine, obviously. Um, and so there's some clunky edits in there, but yeah. other than that, you know. <laughs> uh, well, but, thank you very much. Uh, but uh, the thing I loved, and the one other thing I went, I actually dug deeper. I went over to your Facebook page um, because oh, you talked about okay. it, and I was like, wow, this is a cool again, a little community going on over there. And I was that's when I was like, here's somebody that's just doing it. It's like it's it's kind of cool to kind of advise somebody. To- well, I have both. I have a page and I have a group. Okay. And the page, you know, after they changed the algorithm, you know, wow, right. it was like, you know, people weren't seeing my stuff. Hmm. And so I created the group, and it's a the privacy settings are such that people can't see. Not mm-hmm. not only can they not see what's being posted, but they can't see who's in the group, because I want people to feel comfortable that they can talk about personal and sensitive mm-hmm. things which we do so um uh yeah it's 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 i love having a, a group a facebook group because we really uh we really connect on a much uh, deeper level and i've started the chat which i do um usually i'm doing on thursday nights i have the the chat it's on the website there a stupid um, podcast review show got in the way tonight <laughs> no I, I told everybody <laughs> earlier i said oh i'm gonna do gonna do the chat earlier but I, I find it's hard to get everybody off of Facebook. They like being over on Facebook. That's so it. I may eventually end up getting rid of the chat and I don't know, you know, try to do some sort of but, – but some people really like it. Some people show up every week. See, that's the, the thing I, 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 I really like about you is you got into this and you kind of said, look, I'm not really much of a techie, but I have something to say. And you jumped <laughs> in 
and you're not afraid to try stuff. You know, because when I heard you were trying to chat with him, I'm like, well, check it out. She's going to throw a chat window up. This is cool. <laughs> and you did, and it's working. And I'm like, that's, you know, if it didn't work, you'd be like, all right, we can check that off the list. Let's go try, you know, this or whatever. So um, that's, I think, one of the, the greatest things uh, just by knowing you is that you're not afraid to try stuff. And it's all about serving your community. And if it serves your community better, you're going to give it a shot at least. So awesome. So very good. So, Eric, anything you want to want to give her three points of, of goodness, chocolatey goodness. There's a lot of goodness yeah. there. There, I, I love the show. I think it's well put together. I love the, my, I think the my favorite parts of the show is just the overall warmth of the show. Everything from you to your voice guy to ever the music. It's just, it has that Disney magic to it. It has that warmth to it. I love that about it. Um, I love the theme that you keep through the show with the mouse keeping and just, Everything Disney, it just you have a great theme and it's it's a tight production. I love that about it. And um, I, I love the production values that you add with the with the horn sound effects and the music comes in where it needs to. And just the overall show business aspect of your podcast, I think, really shines through. And it's it's very well put together. I, I appreciate all that. The the things that I'd love to see you work on are just nitpicky stuff. When you're interviewing people, um, you do a great job with your monologues, making it a conversation between you and the listener. When you're doing those interviews, um, try and move that that question to the end of the question you know, finish with it. Once you ask the question, stop talking so your so your guests can start, uh, so they kind of know where they're coming in, so they're not trying to step over the top of you. And um, you know, just avoid those yes no questions. And and you do a great job. You got more comfortable the longer you talked to her. You got more comfortable in it, and really got her to tell some great stories. I think it was just kind of toward the beginning of your interview where it was a, a little clunky there. But those are just nitpicky things. Overall, I think you have a solid podcast. Thank you. There we go. So uh, we'll let Kathy say, tell us about your podcast and uh, tell us where we can find you. Oh, well, uh, you can find me at specialmouse.com. <laughs> and uh, if you look real hard, you can see the, the buttons for <laughs> to connect with me on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, and eventually Pinterest, I have to get, yeah, I, you know, I'm, after we stop recording, I have to ask you about how I can how I can fix how I can fix that because I sure don't know how there you go (laughs) Eric where can we find you you can find me anytime you'd like it podcasttalentcoach.com you can find the uh, the worksheets that uh, Kathy mentioned to help you with your podcast as well and anything else you need at podcasttalentcoach.com and you can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com and I had somebody today say how do I get on that show and I'm like you're obviously not listening, or you didn't make it to the end. <laughs> didn't uh, make it to the end. Yeah, it's at uh, podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me. Go over, click on the button, sign up, and we'll get you scheduled, and you'll be here. And uh, Kathy, you didn't cry? That's good? No, not at all. There you go. And We'll try again next week. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, again, podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me. And uh, keep in mind, there is always room for improvement. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book 
Launch Secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course, and it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book, and you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.